0: It's your special guest host on cliffcentral.com
1: Good morning everyone and your special guest host for this morning is Shireen Richter, laughter and happiness professor And welcome to the happy hour This is a place where you can come to find your little hour of happiness Really we're living in a world where there is just so much struggle Financial outlook doesn't look great Um, Unemployment, crime, load shedding, water shedding, so much negativity that this is a place to get your happy on. We're going to be talking in the next hour about happiness hacks, how to find happiness in a world that doesn't seem on the outside too happy, how to be resilient, how to get yourself stronger inside so that life becomes a happy place for you. We have a very special guest in studio today. Her name is Celine Erasmus, and she is a dietitian but also a professional speaker and writer. And the idea of having her in sh- in studio with me today was really um, based on, on my own relationship, I guess, with something called food. Um, food is a happy place. It's a sad place. It's a, a thing we go to for all different emotions. But really, the most interesting thing for me about food is on doing some research, I found that there really are foods you can eat that release happy chemicals in the brain. So good morning, Celine. Good morning, and hello to all the listeners. And it's wonderful to have you here and with all your expertise and experience on looking at food in through the years I thought it would be wonderful to share some ideas with the listeners of foods they can eat to give them more energy when you're feeling low when you're feeling down what do you eat because you know when you're feeling miserable what do you do so many of us we eat
2: we eat to fill that gap absolutely I think today we are so time poor and stress rich And because of that, when we don't have a lot of time and we have a lot of stress, one of the first things that goes out that proverbial window is better eating and making smarter choices. Absolutely. But yet, it's like such a bad cycle because what we choose to eat on has a direct impact on our molecules and our emotions. And so we can either feel happier or sadder, depending on what we choose to have for breakfast or what our snack was two hours ago. I mean, that's how amazing the body is and the chemistry of food. You can literally eat yourself happy moment by moment.
1: And we don't really know that and we do make poor food choices so you know so many people when they're not feeling good head for the fridge head for all the processed foods carbohydrates, chips, chocolates wine um, and and vice versa when people are happy then that's also we use food to celebrate. Absolutely. So we, we go out for dinners if you look at December Christmas parties, functions it's all, everything is centered around food and um, Gina from my office actually sent me um, a WhatsApp, which I thought was quite funny with our relationship of food and wine. Somebody had posted it says, I drink. I don't drink wine all the time, only when I'm happy or stressed, relaxing alone or with friends, when I'm busy or being lazy, while I cook or with a book, but not all the time. And I guess that applies to eating too. It applies to food, junk food, snack foods. Not too many of us reach for the carrots when we're feeling like we're wanting a snack. What do you think? How do you think what's going on currently, modern lifestyle, how does
2: it impact on our happiness and our joy and our ability to cope in life? What do you think? Absolutely. I think, as I mentioned, we know that with modern life, we end up really sacrificing thoroughness or quality for convenience. And that is happening not just in the way that we, we eat, but certainly in the way that we live. So we compromise on sleep. We compromise on proper rest. We compromise on connecting with loved ones. We compromise on on exercise and moving and breathing correctly. And of course, we compromise on how we eat.
0: Yes. And all
2: these things together are causing what we're seeing today. I mean, there's the tsunami that is hitting South Africa. If we take a look at healthcare, we're in a crisis. So many of us are sick. We have lifestyle diseases, things like hypertension, diabetes, heart disease, and depression. Yes. So we're not happy. It's very hard to be happy when you're physically not feeling well. And those conditions are directly related to how we eat, how we move, how we think and behave. So absolutely, our modern lifestyles are having a direct impact on our behaviors. And one of the things which I, I will always say actually
1: is a happiness hack, but it's sleep. And it, you, were, you just mentioned it, Ariana Huffington in her book called Thrive speaks Excellent about book. how she was living on absolutely no sleep. And you know, that drive to do more, to succeed, to be better, um, always results in us
2: thinking, well, we need less sleep. And when we yes. don't have sleep... Sleep, we also make bad food choices. Absolutely. The first thing you do when you're tired. And you know why? Uh, Shireen, one of the things that happens when you don't get enough sleep, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. The one thing is your metabolism is not as effective, and you also produce a hormone called ghrelin. I don't know what gremlin Gremlin.
1: sounds like a gremlin exactly
2: (laughs) and if you think about gremlins what do they do they just munch on everything they eat, 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 eat so when you are not sleeping enough you wake up feeling like you are a gremlin and all you want to do is eat so getting enough sleep will help you to eat better to feel better and I mean all the research is showing for so many reasons to think creatively to focus to manage stress and resilience to have a strong immune system we need to be getting more rest so in our our book that I wrote with Joe a human behaviorist who's very interested in happiness and and how to manage happiness in a stressful lifestyle. We actually teach people how to take power naps because there's also some research showing that if you really can't get the 7 to 8 hours of sleep that most of us need the one thing you can try and incorporate even if you're incredibly busy you need between 8 and 15 minutes to be able to have a power nap and they say that that completely revitalizes and re-
1: reenergizes yes. you it's kind of also a bit like being mindful you know if you just take 5 minutes of yes. mindfulness to sitting and focusing and and going inwards and breathing
2: that that can Absolutely. also have
1: a very similar effect
2: and Shireen, I think what i see a lot um with the clients that i work with is that we are tired and when we are tired or dehydrated we end up looking for a snack so we want to create that 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 mouth entertainment or we go and just look for something to shift an emotion when really maybe we just needed to move because we sit for too long and uh, i think in ariana huffington's book thrive she also speaks about sitting is the new smoking and we need to change how how organizations are. We can't be sitting as long as we do. So, we talk about activating every hour. So, you should be moving around for five minutes every hour. End of story. Non-negotiable. If you want to be creative and concentrate and manage your energy, you need to be moving. You can't sit for longer than that.
1: I was actually at a conference last year in Atlanta, and uh, there was a journalist there, and they've done some research saying actually sitting at a desk is a a, a mental decapitator. It switches off certain parts of the brain that actually allows to focus and function. But now just another question, you know, in terms of of food and happiness – um, because obviously my, my passion is happiness, making people happy. Mm. And, and obviously all these tips all aid to us and, and add to us feeling better. But what about the relationship that we have where food does make us happy, where we're in a family or we're with friends and we're ordering food and we're in a restaurant. How, how does that impact? Cause that's, that's an awesome thing,
2: you know, oh, eating so, food
1: and happiness are yes. so connected. And that's one of the things that really can, get our minds off the reality of yes. life
2: well I'm, I'm french by heritage so i was brought up my family are based in champagne i mean how lucky am that i that is very lucky <laughs> so champagne. i've been brought up in a context where a bubbly and red wine and good food is integral to life it's, it's a non-negotiable and what we know about the european and certainly the mediterranean approach to food so the spanish the french the greeks they display what we call the pleasure principle So when they eat, it's incredibly pleasurable. So they focus more on the quality of what they're choosing as opposed to the quantity. Sadly, though, here at home in South Africa, we are not doing that. We tend to eat mindlessly. So we Mm. eat when we're on the run. We're not focused. We don't spend time preparing food. It's about quick convenience, drive throughs takeaways. Sure, we're with families in restaurants, but it's almost like we're not enjoying the meals and everything is rushed. So I think bringing back that pleasure principle is important. So to delight in food and good food, to take time to prepare it. And as parents, I think it's a responsibility that we have to our children. There are children.
1: if you go and look at a restaurant today and see how many people are stuck on their cell phones all at a, a table with each other? And, and I always committed. say when I speak, you know, people are sitting talking to other people who aren't there while they're with other people. And if those people had to arrive, um, they would start speaking to other people. So I guess it it goes back to being mindful again Actually being present and being in the moment That also is a huge contributor to happiness It's one of my top 10 happiness hacks Is actually being in the moment Absolutely. With whatever it is you're doing, you know, it's and especially stopping. Food. But, especially food. But
2: food especially. We yeah. eat standing up. We eat at our desks. Because how many of us, you know, we grab a sandwich on the go. Then we, we answer an email. We make a phone call. We finish off a proposal. And then we reach for the rest of the sandwich. And it's like gone. And then yeah. we're like... Look around the office, you know, as if somebody came up to your desk and grabbed your sandwich. Yes.
1: And where did it even go? And, that, did it...
2: and that's what I call snack amnesia. So when you don't delight or eat mindfully, you can forget that you eat and then you're going to want more. Now, tell me something.
1: I've read that bananas are the new power superfood. Um, everybody's talking about bananas at the moment. How can a banana change my biochemistry to make me happy when I'm not? Because that's a great snack Absolutely. for on the
2: go. I think bananas rock. They really are great very versatile fruit What's particularly good about bananas is that they contain some potassium and some magnesium And they've got uh, an intermediate releasing fruit sugar So when you eat a banana, it's going to give you a bit of that lift It's going to push up your blood glucose And then you've got some of the the minerals that are involved in the chemistry of happiness So bananas is a great way to do that
1: And another thing which a friend of mine says she keeps in her car all day and snacks on, although I'm
2: not sure it's good for the waistline, but it's almonds. No, almonds are great. A handful of almonds give you some zinc, also some minerals, some omega-3, a little bit of protein. I often have a piece of fresh fruit, like a banana, with a handful of nuts, like almonds. Yeah. The key there is the handful. So you don't want to buy <laughs> half a kilogram Ziploc packet and of almonds. And then as you're cruising down William Nickel or wherever you may be, yes. you end up finishing that. Cause then sure, it's too much. But when you start eating proper foods, like fresh fruit and nuts are proper wholesome foods. They're unprocessed. They don't come with a label. We don't have to worry about hidden ingredients like yeah. funny sugars. Um, and if you eat mindfully, you'll find a banana and a handful of nuts is what I call a strategic snack. That's going to keep you going for another two hours and help your brain to fire on all cylinders. Well, absolutely, because we, we really need that. We need to be powerfully performing at the moment. We need to
1: be on top of our game because what I'm certainly seeing in the corporate work that I do is so many people are scrambling, they're struggling, they're oh, not coping I see it with so the much. everyday chores of life. You know, We're we are really faced with, we're living in a time where there's just so much to deal with. Even kids today are having to deal with a huge amount
2: of pressure. Well, the average onset of depression used to be, I think 29 and a half years old, according to some research from Sean Anker who uh, wrote the book The Happiness Advantage and now it's as low as 14 years so we are definitely seeing people are giving up their health and happiness for wealth but no amount of wealth can ever buy back health or happiness. Absolutely. We have to leverage this. We're team. in
1: a, obviously we're in a very competitive world and I see I've got three kids and teenage boys. It's tough. And you know, when I was in the trick many years ago, you kind of heard of one or two or maybe even six people got distinction, all a full house of distinctions and they made the front page of the newspaper. And when you look today, there are just... Hundreds of kids that are doing it mm. because the pressure to succeed, to be your best, to excel, and and that really puts has an impact on our happiness. I was reading some stats about Harvard students, and the scary thing is I think over 60% of Harvard learners are suffering from depression. That's pretty scary. Yeah. You would think, yeah, I've got everything that makes me happy. I've got uh, money because usually if you're at Harvard, status, you've got some kind yeah. of money, social status. Education. I'm going to be getting one of the best educations on the planet and I'm not happy because it's kind of like you know when I get to that goal, when I reach that point, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be happy. When I'm married, then I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. When it's the weekend, then I'll be happy. I kind of always say, on a Friday, we often say, when it's the weekend, I'm going to be so happy. Yay. And then on Saturday morning, do we wake up happy? Not really. No. We wake up the same way, except maybe a bit later, but we wake up the same way that we
2: did on Friday. Yeah. And I think the focus for, for me, because there's different angles in terms of happiness. I mean, I love the work that you do for, for instance, but I feel very strongly that today, if you manage your energy, that's one of the yes. first ways to, to feel happier. Cause it's kind of hard to be chirpy when your energy is like rock bottom. Yeah. And also if you look at your resilience and your health, because when we don't have health, we don't really have much. No, we it's don't much. And we take it so for granted. We do, until something goes wrong. Until and something then. goes
1: wrong. <laughs> until you have that throbbing thumb and you can't use your hand. Mm. And you kind of go, oh my gosh, anything would be better than this throbbing thumb. Um, you don't realize how much you use that thumb. Or, you know, I often say you take your eyes for granted. Imagine just close your eyes for a moment and imagine you could never open them again. Mm. But when we think of gratitude or the things that make us happy We never think, oh my goodness, I can see. So being a laughter and happiness professor, one of the things that I really focus on is the use of laughter as a de-stress and resilience mechanism. And I often say, you know, if you think of the human body, we have eyes for a reason, we have a nose for a reason, we have a mouth for a reason, we have a heart for a reason, we have lungs for a reason, why do we have laughter? And now think about this. We don't use our mouth, our ears, our nose, and our eyes when we're in the mood or when we feel like it. We generally use it mm. all the time. And so, one of the other happiness hacks is definitely use laughter as a resilience skill and Absolutely. combine it with food. Laughter and happiness is always good.
2: I laughter think and you, eating is good. I think always if we great. burst into laughter before we ate meals, chances are we'd eat less because we'd have that rush of endorphins from the laughter. Yes. And um, we'd be more present and mindful, and our body would feel energized. I think we should do that. I think we should all try and laugh <laughs> before we have lunch today.
1: I think that would be a great idea. I often say when I do functions that corporates need to have less alcohol around after I've done a laughter session because people just have all this serotonin and endorphins
2: rushing around their bodies that they feel great. And you've just but mentioned alcohol is one of the things that we should be careful of because often yes. when we're very stressed, we use it as a way to, to unwind but actually alcohol is not something that makes you happy long term. And coffee, right? And to much caffeine can play havoc with your dopamine and your serotonin levels so it's i i mean i love i've had a cappuccino today already i love coffee you're one up on me (laughs) (laughs) but i'm very careful about using it or abusing it and having too much okay and especially if caffeine can affect your sleep you don't want to wake up tired because when you're tired you're definitely not going to be feeling happy you're going to be eating more making not the best choices so you want to be so what about about the rush coffee gives me when
1: i have it that makes me feel good. but well, then, what
2: happens afterwards? You have well, a drop. Well, if you're somebody that's sensitive to the caffeine, you yeah. know, you'll feel that rush. But then, absolutely, you could then also have that drop, which could leave you lower than what you were before. So then, you get the next coffee. Yes. Yeah. So you <laughs> want to be careful about having just back to back cups of coffee throughout the day. It's not a good way to to spend your to day. spend your day. Now,
1: for the listeners out there, this is CliffCentral dot com, and if you want to contact us, you can call us on oh eight six one triple five one eight nine. You can get us on Twitter at at cliffcentral.com or Facebook cliffcentral and you can send messages on WeChat at cliffcentral. One of the things I asked you Celine before you came is the show is about wit, wisdom and wonderful food. What would be your happiness recipe that the average person with not a very big budget could
2: make daily um, that could change their energy, change their mood. I think something that can help us uh, skip out the front door at the start of every day is to make sure that we have a good breakfast because you never know what's going to happen the rest of the day. I mean, you can get caught in traffic. You can have a meeting that runs late. You can have a crisis to deal with. A child can be sick. But somehow there's there's power in the morning that can help us set our tone. So what I do is... So to interrupt you, what about
1: those people who use every last second and head out the door five minutes late? What can they do... To take on the run. Is there something they can prepare the night before? Is there something I mean there's many ideas. So
2: on our blog, there's lots of ideas. But one idea that I would say is a power smoothie. So happiness to go in a glass. A a smoothie where you use banana. We've spoken about banana. Maybe some almonds. If you can't afford almonds, you can leave those out. Maybe some berries and then some plain yogurt. So that you've got some tryptophan coming from the yogurts, you've got the glucose, and together that's a power combination. You can whiz that up in two minutes, take that in a, a large container, whiz with you out the front door.
1: That and I, sounds, I think
2: that's a great way to start your day on a happy footing. That
1: sounds yum. Can we add peanut butter? Or is you that can. A <laughs> no, you can. Just choose the sugar free peanut, peanut butter. The sugar free peanut butter. The peanut butter with the sugar is always the one that you know everybody reaches for the caramel flavors, the chocolate chip flavors. No, you don't want to do that. But you don't <laughs> want to do that. So, what if I want something like that? Does chocolate make me happy?
2: You know, Well, what chocolate does is what to the feeling of happiness comes from various places, but on a chemical level. There's a hormone that you mentioned, serotonin, yeah. which is our happy neurotransmitter or brain chemical. And to make serotonin, your body needs some glucose and it needs an amino acid called tryptophan. And tryptophan is found in a couple of foods, but in large amounts in milk or yogurt. So when you have chocolate... If we think of that one brand of chocolate that speaks Mm. about a glass and a half of milk. So there's a lot of milk and there's a lot of sugar. So you've got the two perfect ingredients that boost your serotonin, but you've also got a lot of fat. It's not the most healthy sugar. It's quite addictive. It's hard to just stop at a block. You end up having a slab. So you don't want to always rely on chocolate to make you happy. But if you understand that chemistry, you can... Start having, let's say, the right kind of breakfast in the morning. That includes yogurt with fruit. So you've got the – that's very similar effect to having a chocolate. Yeah. You have the right snacks like a banana and maybe a handful of almonds in the afternoon. So throughout the day, you support your chemistry, and that makes it easier. That's very powerful. Now, we've spoken a lot about all the chemicals and all the um,
1: biochemistry in the body and how that works. But what are your happiness tips? What do you do in a day when your energy is feeling bad? What do you do? How do you make yourself feel happy?
2: Well, for me, Shireen, um, myself and Joni Petty have just recently launched a book, which is under the Fab Quotient banner. And uh, I've spent, I've been working with Joni for eight years. I've been doing professional workshops in health and, and wellness and resilience space for 15 years. And the Fab Quotient is very powerful for me. And the Fab stands for Fuel, Activate and Behave. So fuel is how you feed yourself. So that is incredibly important. I try and make the right choices most of the time. Not all the time Uh, 80% of the time is perfect I think we try and do too much at once Yes. Then the second activate Is I try and move I move for 5 minutes every hour Because I know I can't always get to the gym I can't always go for a 1 hour run And tell me when you move, what do you do? So I will get up off my chair, and I might just do basic stretches. If my phone rings, I stand up, and I might lift with the one leg as I'm chatting. I'll always try and get fresh air if I can. So I'll take a brisk two minute walk outdoors, and then back again. Mm-hmm. If I have access to a flight of stairs, I'll go up and down a few flights of stairs. And then, we, gosh, we, that sounds very it's energetic. Very, it's easy. It's amazing what it does. You actually, off, after an hour, you start feeling itchy, like you need to get you up do. and move. And then the behavior of the fab quotient is about understanding yourself and playing to your strengths and living an authentic life and collaborating powerfully with others. Because you can eat well, you can exercise a lot, but if you don't manage your relationships, you're not going to feel happy. Mm. So for me, it's those three things. And every day I ask myself, how did I feel today? How did I activate and how did I behave? What was my fab quotient? Because just like IQ and EQ is important, we need fab cue. Okay,
1: thank you so much. We're going to come right back and we're going to take a short break with a happy song.
0: I am the future of South Africa. On my shoulders, I carry the hopes and dreams of generations to come. I'm eager to learn, but even more eager to use my knowledge for good. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanya Gold, we believe our youth is worth its weight in gold. Which is why we are so committed to developing, nurturing, and grooming our young people into future leaders. Sibanya Gold, we are one. Flying fish now has even more flavor. More flavor Huh? Hey! Whatcha doing? Even more flavor Alright, introducing new chilled green apple Chilled green apple It's a beer with all the bitterness brewed out And green apple flavor in. I said the flavor's in. Go on, add some flavor Don't mind if I do Ah! Enjoy responsibly, not for sale to persons under the age of 18 Cliffcentral.com It's your special guest host on cliffcentral.com.
1: And welcome back. You're with Shereen Richter, and this is The Happy Hour. I'm a laughter and happiness professor, and The Happy Hour is all around getting your happy on. We're in studio with Celine Erasmus, a dietitian and author, speaker, uh, and author of a book called The Fab Quotient. And we're looking at how to be resilient, how to kick stress in the butt, how to cope in challenging times, and how to find our happiness. So we're going to, if you want to email us, message us, uh, You can find us on cliffcentral.com, call us on 0861-555-189, tweet at cliffcentral.com, Facebook, Cliff Central, and message us on Cliff Central. Now, Celine, we've been talking a lot about food and about the chemicals and about how they get released in the body, the biochemistry, what happens to us, how to get more energy. And you've shared with us your amazing smoothie recipe, which is really simple and easy. But now maybe let's look at Celine. Celine, the real Celine, who is the real Celine, and how did you get involved in food and this different take that you have on food? Because there are many dietitians, but your take is really different. Your take is refreshing and new, and you're helping people be resilient, which is exactly what we want.
2: Yeah, I am in a very good, happy space and uh, delighted that I did choose the career that I did. And I think, as with many of my colleagues, dietitians, we generally get drawn into that career because you want to help people, um, and there's some kind of relationship relationship with food. So I know well being French, I was always brought up in a context of lots of good tasting food and enjoying meal times. And I, I also as a teenager though, perhaps didn't have a very healthy relationship with food. You know, as a lot of young ladies do, mm. we get quite worried about our bodies and then we start using food negatively in a way to try and manage weight. Well and I've that-
1: been on diet since I was born. <laughs> I always say yes we always have a relationship with food and that's one of my problems I've really been
2: on diet since I was born so I was really drawn to food and then um, I remember looking through the medical university because I thought I wanted to study medicine and be a doctor and when I came across dietetics as part of a medical degree I was like wow you can make people healthier and better and help them lose weight sure with food it just felt like An absolute perfect fit. And so I studied dietetics. I went into private practice, but I was not as happy as I thought (laughs) I should be. And then over a decade ago, I had an opportunity to run some programs with various corporates. And now that's what I do is I go into organizations. I've got a team of people that I work with that are sure make me a very happy person. And we help people fight fatigue and manage resilience by using the Fab Quotient and other tools. Now, a question. People always ask me, being a laughter and
1: happiness professor, are you happy all the time? And I guess it's a it's quite a big question because you're supposed to live your brand. And are you happy all the time? Well, it's not really possible to be happy all the time because no. life no. happens. So it, it's hard to live your brand and and do what you do and bring it home and be part of it because we want to be authentic in what we do. How hard is it for you to live what you do? Do you have binges? Do you have a good relationship with food? Has it taken you
2: time to get to this happy place that you have? Mm. Um, Well, I absolutely live by the 80-20 principle. So I don't believe in doing... Nothing and then doing everything at once, and I think a lot of us do that. We set ourselves up for failure, like we start on a Monday morning and decide that's it we're going to you know, like drink water, no more alcohol, get to the gym, and then of course, what happens by Tuesday? life happens. you know somebody arrives at the office i don't know with cake or you get stuck in a traffic jam, and then that doesn't work out, and then we end up, oh, you know what I'm just going to chill out, enjoy the sport, uh bri with the family this weekend, and I'll start again on.
1: Monday. Monday
2: and we just Monday we, becomes the dreaded the exactly. dreaded and Monday and that's not happiness that's deprivation and denial. So and then we get upset with ourselves because we, we can't we we almost feel like a failure because we can't stick
1: to the diet.
2: So so what we do is we encourage individuals to. Every day is a, is a new start. It's an opportunity to wake up and say, so what? Yesterday did not go as planned. I can carry on today. I can fuel. I can activate. I can look at how I behave and choose to be happy. So I do that. I use the 80-20 principle.
1: I love that. And I think one of my happiness hacks, which is really important, is actually just be kind to yourself. And and I think that that is really, mm-hmm. especially with our relationship with food, but with anything. Because if if anyone spoke to you the way you speak to you. You would never speak to them again. That is so
2: true And and, I, and think I think
1: we're very hard on ourselves So kind of we are. Being a bit more gentle Is really a, a step to being happy You know we, we're all going to fail We're all going to make mistakes We're all going to grab that piece of chocolate But it's maybe about having one piece of chocolate Not all of it And then going Well it's okay It was just one Yes and when you
2: choose chocolate To choose the best chocolate you can afford The best quality And to actually be mindful Like don't answer the phone Don't be driving Like sit and just And enjoy it. Really enjoy that chocolate for what it is. Yeah. We don't do that. I don't think many of us really
1: enjoy our food. It's true. Just we eat. Take that just time and, and be mindful. You know, one of my other happiness hacks is observe more carefully. Just observe what you're doing. Um, finding the meaning that's right in front of you. And that goes with food, it goes with relationships, it goes with um, places around you. We drive in our car. You spoke about um, not even noticing where your sandwich went. How many of us drive to work and we get there? We don't even know how we got there. Mm-hmm. We drive in the car. We can't even remember the route we took yeah. when we finally did arrive. We're not mindful. We're not paying attention and and just paying attention to things. So noticing the trees, noticing the beautiful Warm weather, the sun on your arms, that in itself actually takes you into the present
2: moment and removes stress. I have a colleague, Helen Nicholson. We run some workshops together. The one exercise that we've done together is you give the participants a raisin, one single raisin, and then they have to taste the raisin or look at the raisin first describe it, try and identify the color and the texture, then put it in their mouths and then taste it and suck it. You're and making me want a raisin. There we go. <laughs> and, like, and generally, I would say more than half of the group always say to us, wow, like we will never taste a raisin in the same way again. Imagine we did that with every mouthful of food. That's I powerful. think a lot of us would eat less and we would really enjoy our food
1: a lot more. Absolutely, because we, we kind of pile our plates, especially if you go somewhere where there's a buffet or there's a big choice, and you see people piling food onto mm-hmm. their plates, and it all gets mixed up with everything else. You kind of don't even really get the opportunity to <coughs> taste everything. I went to a function, had the most unbelievable um, food sensation, actually. It was um, like a meringue. That was cut in half, um, not a meringue, what's it called? Um, It looks like a hamburger. And it's made with sugar.
2: Donut. No.
1: (laughs) Anyway, and inside this thing was um, cream cheese and smoked salmon and pepper. And you had this unbelievable taste sensation of crunching into the meringue sweet, sticky, with the sour of the, the mm. cream cheese and the saltiness of the salmon. And it actually stopped me. And that's what made me realize. I just stopped for a moment and was like... Oh this taste, you couldn't not because it was such an unusual taste sensation but but you're right, if you actually took your normal everyday food, your sandwich or salad, crunching on that carrot could you have that same <laughs> that same
2: feeling, that same taste sensation? I think we could because we know that imagination is far more powerful than reality so if you just close your eyes and imagine biting to, biting into a Macaroon,
1: lemon. sorry to interrupt, oh. someone's just messaged me macaroon, that's oh, it. Macaroon's Mental one of
2: my favorite <laughs> That is something the do well as well, and absolutely. <laughs> but if if you just imagine biting into a lemon, a fresh lemon, do you know that you will actually start to salivate, and you might actually scrunch your face up as if you had just had a burst of that bitter or acidic flavour? So, imagination is very powerful. I very think powerful. What's the big, big thing
1: with lemon water in the morning? It's all over Facebook. <laughs> I'm reading it everywhere, so I've started Look, drinking can lemon just, water I in the morning. I have the opportunity to say this, thing? and I
2: think lemon water does not dissolve fat. But <laughs> oh, lemon, lemon, no. lemon water makes terrible. it easier to drink more water, yes. which is a great thing. I think a lot of us are not properly hydrated, and we end up then snacking and feeling a bit tired.
1: And, and tell me something. What about the whole theory of
2: drinking it because it flushes out your system in the morning? No, look, it's, um, it, it's good, especially lukewarm water with a bit of maybe ginger and lemon can be good for your digestive system. It can activate your, your liver. There's nothing wrong with doing that. It's far better than just having a big strong coffee first thing in the morning.
1: No, I don't know if I agree with you, but we've just had a, a question. Um, Somebody wrote in Nathan that A very interesting outlook on happiness and food, but why can't I be happy when I'm hungry? So what happens to our happiness when we get hungry? I actually my my middle son, when he was young, used to have absolute tantrums and I didn't realise that he was hungry. And it took a while for me to actually put the two together, but we would go to the shops and I would find him, you know, in Santon City and he would be lying on the floor, literally kicking his legs in the air and screaming because he was so hungry.
2: Why Okay, so there there's there's perhaps two points to the question. So Nathan, I think he's saying Well, you you can be happy and hungry. I mean, I I know this myself. I think a lot of us tend to, we're not happy in life. And so we feed ourselves for various reasons. And absolutely, you don't have to be eating to be happy and joyful. The other thing is when you don't manage your blood sugar levels effectively, when your blood sugar drops, it activates a part of your brain called the amygdala. That is the reptilian part of our brain. Martha Beck, who's a great life coach, says that that is your lizard if you don't eat correctly and your blood sugar drops, you activate your lizard and it puts you into that whole stress response. So you're going to fight, flight or freeze. It can make you throw a tantrum. You can become aggressive. I know with me, if I haven't eaten for hours and I'm feeling stressed out that day, I lose my sense of humor. There's no yeah. way that I'm happy. And all I can focus on is getting food. So it overrides. I always talk about how the lizard can override or hijack your wizard. So the wizard is the front of the brain, the prefrontal cortex. That's where we, we have the ability to problem solve, to think creatively, to short-term memory, to just remember and be able to, to, to focus and pay attention. And that switches off when your lizard is in, in hijack mode. So, so the lizard
1: is the fight or flight. So, is that right?
2: Yes. So we've got to be careful so that just about needs that. Food. Cause some of us, I have clients who say, Oh, Celine, I'm fine. I just, I just have a couple of cups of coffee. I don't get hungry, but we've got to look beyond just hunger. As a as a trigger for happiness. So perhaps there's some chemical things happening in your body and your brain that you don't realize. And it's not because you're not hungry.
1: Well, I agree. I mean, happiness definitely, when you've got millions of people in the world starving, that definitely has to impact on happiness. But what I also do believe, and this is one of the theories that I teach, is that being happy is a choice so no matter what your situation no matter what your circumstance and you see this in India you see this in some very very poor places around the world you in fact even see it here Uh, you do have happy people who do not have an abundance of material wealth and they still can be happy so happiness is a choice and and I do believe that the first step in getting it is to choose it but it is hard when you've got rumbling going on in your tummy and you haven't eaten
2: It's true. But it also also makes me think of a proverb from um from the Bible that says it's better to be with loved ones eating a bowl of vegetables than to be eating a lavish buffet amongst your enemies. I absolutely So absolutely that no matter where you are and how much you have or don't have, the context of how you eat and I mean think about it. We we eat three times a day, maybe a couple of snacks, but Every minute that we're awake, we're thinking. So your thoughts are so important. Your thoughts are very important and your
1: thoughts actually can either positively or negatively impact your happiness. And one of the cool things about laughter and, and my business is called Laughter Coaching. And that's I really teach people resilience skills, how to laugh and how to not think. Because here's the thing. You can't laugh and think at the same time. Mm. And when we're thinking There's stuff going on. When we're thinking, there's two ways the thinking goes. So either when we think backwards in time, that's when we have recrimination. That's when we have self-doubt. That's when we get depressed because we're unhappy about what's happened. And then anxiety steps in when we start thinking about tomorrow or the next hour or what's going to happen in a week or a month from now. So the key is, yes, we do need to use the brain and direct our thoughts because we actually can change our brain through our mind. Did you know that? Very interesting. Change our brain through Through our our mind. mind. So through our thoughts and what we think, by actually taking control of our thoughts, we can actually change the way our neural pathways connect and we can actually change where the brain actually grows and doesn't because our brain is a muscle. So when you exercise a certain muscle, then what happens to that muscle gets stronger. And so you actually have thickening of the cortex by focusing your attention on certain areas. And so
2: laughter is a very powerful tool to be happy because we can't think and laugh at the same time. And it's an established fact that happier, more joyful, content, grateful people live longer lives with less disability, so they actually are healthier. Well, that's just why we both look so good, (laughs) Sine.
1: Well, maybe we should do a little bit of laughter and bring some lightness into the show with the listeners. Yes, but
2: then the listeners need to do this too. We're not going to do this just the two of us. So we have to do
1: it, and you have to do it with us too. Okay, the more we have, the better, because laughter is actually part of our DNA, and when we laugh, it it, it actually creates a biological and physiological release in the brain. And so let's give everybody some happy drugs. I always say it's an unbelievable tool to just release happy chemicals that are free, legal, and you can have them anytime (laughs) just by feeling good and without that piece of chocolate or that cup of coffee or that glass of red wine. So maybe let's come up with an unusual laughter exercise like um, some sort of food exercise or Drinking, what what would be a healthier drink? A smoothie drink. Mm-hmm. So let's do a smoothie drink very simple. We pick up our glass so we can do this together. Now the concept of using laughter to shut the mind off and to get rid of our thoughts and be happy is that we fake it. So there's no, there's really nothing to it. I don't tell a joke. There's no tricks. We just laugh. And because the human brain is programmed to laugh, the more we do it, the louder we do it. The harder we laugh, the more drugs we get and it becomes contagious. So even listening to this crazy thing that we're going to be doing, will create um, spontaneous laughter by listeners, even if it just brings a smile. Even smiling gets a release of chemicals going. So on the count of three, if everybody could just lift up their smoothie cups, put it to your lips, and as you put it to your lips, this is going to be the happiest smoothie that you've ever had, going to make you feel the best that any drink ever has. We're just going to laugh quite loudly. Ready? Mm -hmm. One, two, three. Let's go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So
1: (laughs) once you get going it's pretty hard to even uh, stop but the, the thing with laughter is that it just changes your energy immediately changes the way you feel hopefully just like that smoothie and when you make that recipe just give us that recipe one more time
2: Oh, the, um, happy, the smoothie. happy smoothie. smoothie. So use, use some banana berries, yeah. a handful of nuts like almonds or walnuts, and some plain yogurt.
1: Okay. So when you make your smoothie in the morning, people, take that smoothie, <laughs> put it to your mouth, and before you drink it, have one huge big laugh. If your family thinks you're mad, that's okay. Because I always say, which is more mad, being miserable and serious or being happy? Absolutely. Now, if you want to get hold of us, please call us on 861 Send us your tweets at, at com on Facebook, Cliff Central, and send us messages to Cliff Central on WeChat. Oh my goodness, that feels good. I already feel happier. Takes
2: away stress. Definitely. It feels like you can release your cortisol levels, which is I think something that all of us can benefit from. Well
1: that's huge, you know cortisol is one of your your stress hormones, cortisol and adrenaline that we get in fight mm. or flight mode and we really are in fight or flight mode most of the time, I always um, speak about cavemen and you know, cavemen went out into the jungle to get food and when they saw a lion they panicked and they ran and we got into fight or flight mode and the brain released all these hormones to protect us, heart rate went up we started breathing, short shallow breaths and then when finally we were safe everything went back to normal but today we're living in fight or flight mode all the time i mean what traffic
2: your your boss could be the lion and you can't exactly run away you can't you can't run away what about traffic Mm, another big big one and just stresses of life so being able to release cortisol through exercise and through laughter i think is so important are there foods that help us release cortisol Not Not directly, but indirectly. When we eat correctly, we do lower inflammation in the body, which then lowers cortisol and um, promotes healthier living for longer. So it reduces aging. So yes, absolutely, indirectly a balanced diet helps. So I have something
1: on uh, laughter coaching, I have a happiness toolkit, and when I do training in corporates, we actually leave people with something called happy pulls. Now, <laughs> the truth is it's pulls for a happy heart, and really all well, there are peppermints, and the idea is to have a trigger, a physical trigger yes. that can make us happy. So you pop the pull in your mouth, it's really a peppermint, you chew it, you smile while you're doing it, you put yourself into an imaginary space where you visualize feeling good and feeling happy. What is your recipe for a happy pill? Is there a happy pill? I think. And are there, or are there even vitamins? You know, you go to well, a pharmacy also... and there's loads of stuff. How do you know what
2: to choose? Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's a is whole it different all conversation. And I,
1: yeah, completely... I think it's
2: much better to, if you feel that you really do need help in terms of a pill to help you with happiness and a mood and your mood, Definitely speak to a health professional Speak to your dietitian See how much you can do naturally through your diet So how you can manipulate a few foods And the timing of when you eat And reducing things like too much alcohol for instance Or caffeine And then if you do need supplements Definitely speak to the best thing to do is to see a dietitian So that you know that you're doing it correctly Because just because there's so much on the shelves Does not mean that they're all safe Absolutely and
1: I find myself sometimes walking down the aisles And there's so much and everything looks great And it all looks like it's going to help And you want to fill your trolley with everything that's there trying to get your fix so you need to be careful of that
2: yeah and I feel very strongly that it's a combination of different things so yes food is important it's also about movement and sleep and then it's also about managing your internal state so your relationships and that's why for me the fab quotient is just a very practical framework and I use it in my day-to-day life and it really helps
1: It sounds amazing. So, Celine, if anyone wants to get hold of you, how do they do that
2: if they want a copy of your book? I think the best thing would be to go to our website. Our details are there. You can drop in your email of choice, and then we'll be in touch with you and offer you a weekly fab tip. Um, that The website is www.resilientenergycenter.com. And I'm sure you've got a Twitter handle. And Center, by the way, is spelled T-E-R, the American way. So I'll repeat that, Resilient Energy Center. And I think the best thing to do is just to tweet and use my handle, which is at Celine, not spelled like Celine Dion. That would have made my life very easy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's spelled N. Very French. Ah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) So before we end being a laughter and happiness professor what I do is go into corporates and teach people how to kick stress in the butt, be resilient and help individuals because when individuals feel happy on any level they can be more powerfully performing. They will be better in all aspects of their life. I often say if you feel happier you'll make better food choices. If you're feeling better inside and you feel like life's okay, well then your relationships are going to look better. You're going to get better with your co-workers. You're going to work better as a team. You're going to be a better mom or a dad or a daughter or whatever role you have to fill. And some of the happiness hacks which we've discussed, but one of them is smile more often. And I do think that smiling when you eat is a great thing because, you know, as you smile, so it sends a message to the brain to say, I'm feeling good. And we want to associate food with feeling good and not feeling bad because when we feel bad, that's when we generally make the wrong choices and we're filling that gap. And rather to say I'm feeling good so I'm smiling and I'm enjoying this and this is a positive thing and it's releasing positive uh, chemicals so smiling more often is one and smiling at others is huge you can't smile at somebody and not get a smile back it just opens a heart space and that's very powerful these things that we've spoken about today really don't cost much money no no they're things that you can do straight away without having to go buy anything you you can just implement them in your own life one of the things is interrupt less frequently. That's a powerful hack. How many times do we have a conversation on radio? It's much more difficult. You've got to keep quiet while the other person's speaking. So you have to pay more attention. But how often does it happen where we're having a conversation and we're not really listening?
2: All we're doing is trying to
1: wait for that gap so we can jump in and say what we
2: want to say. It's true. I, I call that ATM when you become an automatic telling machine. Oh, so I love as pe- that. As people, you're welcome to take it. <laughs> ATM, thank you. So as people and, and it's true, if we smiled more and if we genuinely were present and in the moment when we were engaged with others, I think all of us would be able to feel a higher sense of happiness. And yeah. for me, from the food side, I think I'd like to really encourage the listeners out there to become mindful munchers. So whenever you're munching, be it a meal, a breakfast, a smoothie, or a snack, is to be mindful. And maybe also just display a little bit of gratitude. So as Nathan, the listener that sent through the message around being hungry and happy, whenever you take a bite of anything or a sip of anything, you need to be grateful for that. So experiencing gratitude we know can help you feel happier. And if you're more mindful when you eat, I think we'll listen to our bodies and make better choices. And ultimately that will serve us well. I think being mindful and also almost blessing our food because the food gives us energy.
1: It fills us. It makes us feel good. And there was an experiment, uh, an experiment done uh, about five or eight years ago by a Japanese doctor where he actually, that's right. He actually filled two bottles of water. One, he put a beautiful message saying love, I love you or love, joy, happiness. happiness." And the other one was I hate you. And they actually. Uh, measured those two bottles of water a month later and tested the quality of the water and what they found was the water that had all the beautiful uh, love, blessings and messages had formed into perfect water crystals. Mm. And the one that uh, had the messages of hate and negativity actually almost started to get algae and changed Mm. shape. And I think that's true for so much of what we do. If we bless our food, if we're grateful for our food, if we feel love or happiness towards that food for its nourishment that it's going to give us, it actually will have a different chemical reaction in the body. We will eat and live ourselves happier. So to end off thank you so much Celine thank really you a pleasure and honor to have you you really look your part you look like the, the happy dietitian you look young you look dynamic and and I would advise listeners to just go and google get the fab quotient look read your blogs and get some more info if anybody wants to know how to be resilient how to kick stress in the butt and how to be happier they can go to my website which is www.laughtercoaching.co.za you you can email me on info at laughter coaching. We do happiness coaching, one-on-one coaching, individual corporate sessions, um, conferences and amazing team builds and your end functions. And Celine and I, I think would be a great combination to oh, come absolutely. in and, and help you kick stress in the butt. So Celine, thank you again. And maybe we can end with one more laugh. So maybe we can have a traffic laugh because everybody gets stressed in the traffic. So let's convert something that would make us stressed into something that can make us happy. Think about traffic as being a positive, as being time to yourself where nobody can bother you, nobody can bug you, and turn up your radio, put on your happy song, and let's do a farewell, taxi, goodbye laugh. So (laughs) (laughs) ready and let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Waving at the taxi (laughs) Waving at the cars next to you And let's get some happy on
0: It's your special guest host On cliffcentral.com